0: The world, this is the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG 13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult.
0: Since the dawn of creation, man has been fascinated by stories, tales of good and bad. Heroes and villains of myths and monsters. Tales of daring, do bad and good luck tales. And once in a while, when the stars align, out of the rich tapestry of yarns comes a legend. This is the legend of Nick and Joe.
1: The Legend of Nick and Joe by Nick Bowden and Joe Listerstream. Chapter 6
0: As the old saying goes, talk, 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 happy talk. Talk about things you'd like to do. You've got to have a dream. If you don't have a dream, how you gonna have a dream come true? Nick Bowden and Joe Lister-Streep had a dream. Well, actually, they had several dreams, like, um... Running and owning an old-fashioned sweet shop. Riding on a pump truck. Dancing on the ceiling. And Channel 5. All crazy pipe dreams. Except for one. They dreamed of writing and starring in their own comedy series on television. And they'd never stop until they achieved that goal. Unless it was to do something else. Now. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking those stupid monkeys haven't written a single word of their sitcom yet. They're too busy galumphing about and wasting time.
2: Yes, I was thinking that.
0: And ordinarily, I would agree with you, little girl. But since we last left Nick and Joe, they've been putting their heads down. And after some hard work, sweat, toil and tears, they have their series. This tale is entitled Deliverance. Why? Why? Well, it concerns their efforts to deliver the script.
2: Well, that's not what deliverance means. It means. Let's
0: join Nick and Joe during a conversation about mashed potato.
3: And that, Joe, is why I believe that mashed potatoes can be a viable substitute for oxygen. Well, if I hadn't have heard that with my own ears, I would never have believed it. Ah, posts here. Really? I thought it was the kettle boiling. Just get it, Joe. Nothing special here, I don't think. Oh great, our saxophones have arrived. <gasps> Two, three, four Ooh, what's this? It's addressed to both of us. Ooh, I wonder what can it be? Um what it be can what What be can it it You know who this is from, don't you? Evidently not. It's from Two Bit Productions. Ooh. I've got a good feeling about this. They make any old waz. In fact, that's their company tagline. This is the moment our lives could change. Breathe it in, Nick. <laughs> oh, no. No, hang on. Don't breathe that in. That's just my excitement. Dear Mr. Neil Bradman and Mrs. Jimmy Lopez-Scat. yeah close enough. Thank you for submitting your script, The Legend of Nick and Joe, along with your cheque for £200 for us to critique. Whilst I very much enjoyed the cheque, your script was not even sufficient to wipe my big fat bum bum on, and in fact hurt a little when I did. Added to this, the overtly wacky names of Nick and Joe let the whole piece down. All in all, your script is a waste of valuable bin space. I hereby return it, yours expensively, Daniel Wonkins. Daniel Wonkins? That's a strange name. Sounds as if it could almost be an anagram. Yeah, Yeah. well, it definitely isn't. at P.S. Please send £50 to cover the cost of this letter. Well, that was worth it, wasn't it? I had to sell my feet for that. I had to sell your feet for that. Which episode did we give him anyway? Um, it was the one where Nick and Joe find a time machine. Oh, that's the best one too. Damn you, Dean Wilkinson. I mean, um, Daniel Wonkins. Apparently it was too similar to a Whatever that is. Never heard of it. Well, that's it. We've contacted every single production company in the country. You know... Since Valerie unexpectedly died and all the rejection letters have been diverted directly to us. I don't know. It almost seems as if this is some kind of crazy pipe dream. I mean, we've literally tried everything. Not quite, Joe. There is one thing. Right, so we're all agreed. We break into the BBC, we find the head of comedy and we throw our script at him. Yeah! Then we'll knock over the desks, we'll torch the place and we'll get out of the joint. And if that doesn't work we can always try ITV. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right then. Let's go to the BBC. It's just BBC, you know, not BBCCCCCCC. C, 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 C. Yeah, 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 I know. It's just an echo. It's supposed to be dramatic. It just sounds like you've got your head in a toilet. I did. And anyway, how are we going to get to the BBC? We've only got 21p between us after spending the last of our life savings on admin costs. Well, luckily, I've got this tandem bicycle. Well, okay. We'll ride that then. (laughs) No way! Get your own! Catch you later, loser! Bye! (laughs) 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 Well, uh, we'll have to walk then. Yeah, but you've got no feet and only half a lung. What? What? Yeah, I was going to tell you about that. Basically, we didn't get what we expected for your feet. So, uh, while you were unconscious, I asked Dr. Patel Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Look, I'm fine for the time being, balancing precariously on these tissue boxes. And I suppose we can always pick up a ventilator unit on the way. And a catheter. Right, well, let's go then. Go where? On our trek to the BBC. See, see, see. Oh, hang on, I'll just pack first. Ready? Right. Let's go! Oh, hang on, kettle's boiled. So remember, Titch, the goldfish need feeding three times every two and a half seconds. And every wall, ceiling and floor is made out of crumbling asbestos. So it's probably best to stand outside and take a few deep breaths every now and again. Bye, Titch! Don't forget to feed the goldfish eight to seven times every three years. Oh, and if you could clear away the rotting, putrefied corpse of Giuseppe Listovitz from the entrance when you get a chance, please.
1: You can count on me, sirs. You have a swell time now, won't you?
3: So, which way is it then? Well, from here, London is south. But I've worked out that it'll be quicker to go north. But seeing as I don't know which way around either of those directions are, it's probably best to go west. Life is peaceful, there. Go west. In the open air. Go west. La, 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 la. Go west. La, 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 la. I mean, yeah, let's go. Copyright. I am so hungry. Me too. What have we got to eat? All I brought was one cornflake. All I brought was Monopoly. We've been walking for hours. Do you know where we are yet? We've got to be on the right track. I keep seeing signs for London. Nick. Nick. They're signed to dog owners so that their dogs don't foul on the path. Well, what's that picture of London on there for? That's not a picture of London, that's a picture of a dog literally fouling on the path. Oh, is it? Yeah, but I can see how you made the mistake. Well, in that case, we could literally be anywhere. <laughs> It. Why not? It's far too high for me. Oh. Well, it was alright for me. It wasn't, Nick. It wasn't. And anyway, if we spent less time singing and more time walking, we'd get there a hell of a lot quicker. Come on. What's that? Oh, that's the interlude music. I'm playing it through my Walkman stereo. It's supposed to represent not only our jungle-based antics, but also our passage of time. You mean like at the bumhole contest? No, Joe. No, that was a timing of passages. I don't get it. What's on the other side? <laughs> That's more like it! Oh, never mind. Luckily, I brought my gramophone as well. <clears throat> been walking for days. That one cornflake did not fill me up at all, and, and I dropped half of it. And I've just eaten the last of my Monopoly. God, we're going to have to look for some food out here. Well, good luck, Joe. I haven't seen a Waitrose anywhere so far. No, I mean, like, catch a rabbit or find <laughs> some fruit or something. Well, where the hell are we going to find that, Joe? Fruit doesn't grow on trees, you know. Shh, what was that? What? There's something in the bushes. It could be a waitrose. I think it's a squirrel. Just keep very still, Nick. I'm going to use stealth. I learnt it during my ninja training. Did it work? No, no, you must have startled him. Oh, sorry. Oh, God. I'm so hungry. Well, what do you expect me to do about it? I mean, I could magic up unlimited food so that nobody in this world had to go hungry, but I won't. And I never will. i Am having hallucinations, Joe? Is that London? No, that's a tree. Is that London? No, it's another tree. Is that London? No, it's, London? No, it's the same tree. Is that London? No, that's deceased former Generation Game host, Larry Grayson. Shut that door. Sorry, Larry. I don't think I can go on, Joe. I I need water. Nick, are you all right? You go on without me, Joe. Live the dream for both of us. No, you have to keep moving, Nick. We have to find some water from somewhere. Oh. Look, there's a river over there. Come on, up we go. Oh! Jesus Christ, Nick, you're heavy. Uh, Oi, do you mind? It's not my fault. I've tried everything to lose weight. What? Like exercise? Uh, uh, no. Or not eating pies and cakes for nine meals a day? No, no, never tried that. Anyway, water. I, I mean. <clears throat> uh, water. <clears throat> uh,
0: uh...
3: Ah, oh, there we go. Just sit yourself down next to this babbling brook and I'll go in search of war. No, Joe. You go on without me. Yeah, I'm planning to. Wait there.
0: And so Joe set off alone in search of water. He walked for miles and miles over sea, rivers, streams, lakes, waterfalls, puddles, Evian factories, through rain, snow, more rain all in the search of one drop of water to save his friend. One year later, he returned, not knowing if Nick was alive or dead.
3: Nick? Nick, are you there? Um, I'm here. Here, Nick, drink this. Yes,
0: his old friend was still alive. Oi, shut up, you. Sorry, just trying to move the story along. Plus, I get tired of doing the voices.
2: Hang on. I'm confused. Are you writing yourself into the story? Who's she? Hey, don't write me in as well.
3: Hey, who's this foxy chick?
2: I'm a little girl, you perv. I'm seven years old.
3: Well, you say that, but you don't sound like one. And also, you're about 1,500 years older than me, so... That's not
2: the point. Get back to the story.
0: Yeah, and do all the voices properly. Um, I mean...
3: Yeah. And do all the voices properly. Oh, I'm so confused. Me too. Right, anyone who isn't me or Nick, keep out of this, okay? Here, Nick, drink this. <coughs> what the hell's this? Sand?
0: Yes, Joe had made the schoolboy error of confusion. I'm
3: warning you. Yeah, you're putting us off. Oh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Sand? Yeah, yeah. I I couldn't find any water, so I thought you could try and suck some moisture out of this. I don't like it. Oh. Well, that's gratitude for you. How come you're not weak from dehydration? I brought loads of lemonade with me. Let's have some then. What? No, no, I've eaten it all. I've been gone a year, don't forget. Oh. Anyway, we better get a move on if we're going to make it to the BBC. See? Now my wind's blowing south-south-east, so I say we go east-west, north-north-south-west. Sounds good to me. I thought you were weak with thirst. Yeah, yeah, I know I was, but certainly my throat doing the voice. Yes, doing a weak, croaky
0: voice was making me... Right, that's
3: it. You won go toe-to-toe?
0: Ha, ha, (laughs) ha, ha. Nothing you can do can harm me. Oh, yeah? God? God? Where is your God now? Who are you? I am the storyteller, but you may know me better as Merlin.
3: Merlin? The fictional 6th century wizard from Arthurian legend?
0: Yes, the very same. But I can assure you, I am very real. I have appeared many times before you, guiding your fate just as I guided the fate of King Arthur, and now I have you where I want you. I can reveal my true identity. Hang on? What times? Many, many times, Joe, although not in this form. The generic estate agent, Kyle Jeremy, the American makeup artist, Al Colombo, Dale Winton, and. Um. Who was in episode five?
3: Uh, I think that was just me and Jen. And Valerie.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Valerie.
3: <gasps> You're not Valerie, are you?
0: No, no, Bill. Bill, I was Bill,
3: remember? Um, not really. Well, at least that explains why Dale Winton sounded
0: nothing like him. Silence! I created you, and I can destroy you. Nothing in the world can save you from the wrath of Merlin, the greatest sorcerer in the universe! <laughs>
2: Time out. Look, you've gone all weird. It's all getting a bit postmodern. Maybe you should have a drink or something.
0: I, I feel ill. Boundaries between fact and fiction are blurring.
2: Here, drink this.
0: Thank you. I knew I shouldn't have skipped breakfast. So, back to the story.
2: Wait. Is it true? Are you really Merlin?
0: In younger days, I was many things. The sorcerer was one of them. I know it seems a little hard to believe. Nobody believes in magic anymore. But in my day, magic was real. Alas, no more. Now my powers are all gone. And the only magic I have left in me is my stories. I just... I just wanted to relive my youth and be the man I was again. Merlin. Silly, I know.
2: No. No, I didn't mean that. I just thought you were Merling with a G on the end. Oh. I've been calling at you all this time. Why didn't you tell me? Right, now on with the story. And if possible, can you write yourself back out again? There are enough unexplained plot twists in this already.
0: But I haven't done my song.
2: I don't think it would be appropriate.
0: Very well. Nothing in the world can save you from the wrath of Merlin, the greatest sorcerer in the universe. (laughs) Oh yeah? Take
3: that. And pie. No.
0: No. Oh, you have found my weakness, my Achilles eyebrow, if you will, and turned my own power on myself. I am dying.
3: Dying! That was brilliant, Joe. You, you've killed Merlin. But How? You know how, you just saw me. Yeah, but... Right, let's get on with our travels. Oh, these travels are well peeing me off. It's like we've been going in circles. And spending three weeks on that merry-go-round didn't help. Well, we're nearly there, I swear. I recognise this road from the time we walked from Land's End to John O'Groats. Well, then we're on the right track. Exactly. Look at that sign. John O'Groats, three miles. We're nearly there. Oh, good. So how far is John O'Groats from London? Well, in a straight line give or take as the crow flies i would say um 837 miles what speed are we traveling at at the moment about half a mile a day at most ah great now i'm no mathematician as you know but i reckon we should be there in about half an hour i made it 36 minutes great well john O'Groats? Eh? no not you i was talking about the place oh
1: terribly sorry
3: no problem, Johnny boy. Yeah, John O'Groats, the place, here we come. Are we nearly there yet? No. Are we nearly there yet? No. Are we nearly there yet? No. Joe? Yeah? I don't think this was the quickest way to get from John O'Groats to London. What? Or past John O'Groats? Over the Arctic Ocean? Through the North Pole? Down through Canada, the USA, Mexico, the South Pacific Ocean, the Southern Ocean, over the Antarctic, the Southern Atlantic Ocean, Ghana, Burkina Faso, Mali, Algeria, Morocco, the Mediterranean Sea, Spain, France, the English Channel, and London. You tell me a quicker way. Well, I don't really know, Mavis, but I'm pretty sure it's been five years since we left Scotland. Give or take. Are we nearly there yet? No! Are we nearly there yet? No! Are we nearly there yet? No! (coughs) No! Nick? Nick! I can't believe Nick was eaten by a sea monster! But it was lucky that we landed on this magnificent tropical island where a witch doctor brought Nick back to life with magic and made us both kings of his land
1: Yes. It was lucky, wasn't it?
3: And you really can't tell that now you live your life as more machine than man.
1: No. Thank
0: you for sacrificing your microwave to repair me.
3: Any time, Nick. You can pay me back by cash, cheque or direct debit. Now!
0: I like being the king. It is good.
3: Well, technically you're not a king because you're more machine than man and thus ineligible for coronation. And I kindly made you my equal and therefore you have to do exactly what I say.
0: Yes, your highness. But
3: you're right, it's good. This food is amazing. What is it? Human offal. Mmm, tasty. Offal is lamb, isn't it?
0: I think so, Bess.
3: I wonder what they did with the rest of your mangled body, Nick?
2: Beat me. <coughs> Ouch.
3: <coughs>
2: oh. oh, God. <coughs> oh, the humanity. I said beat me, not beat me.
3: Yeah, I know. I just felt like it. Now polish my air.
0: Bess, your highest of highnesses.
3: Well, Joe, it was quite a stroke of luck that this tiny island in the middle of nowhere said yes to stem cell research, allowing me to easily regrow my body and be given a whole new lease of life. Yeah, yeah, it was, Nick. But it was a shame that we squandered the entire land's wealth on a 30-mile square bounty castle which popped on the first day and then washed away with the evening tide, starting a rage fueled rebellion by the masses who subjected us to a live television trial and execution. Yes, Joe. So thank God that just before our trial we fooled 2 lookalikes into being executed in our place while we made our escape on a cruise ship disguised as female cabaret singers.
0: Oh, don't thank me, N&J. It was my day off anyway, so I had a few hours to spare while my muffins were cooking.
3: Oh, you're back, are you? Where were you when we were trying to defeat Merlin, eh? Um, I was at the Genito-Urinary clinic. So anyway... Now everything's exactly back to normal. We should carry on with our journey to the BBC. What does BBC stand for, Nick? Ah, uh, it stands for Big. Pla- oh no, sorry. Uh, the Broadcasting Corporation. Um, it's uh, the British um, something or other. Uh, nah, it's gone. Sorry. We'll ask them when we get there. How far away are we from London? Oh, maybe we should have paced ourselves a bit. I did. And you told me I had to use the potty. Paste ourselves. Never mind. I'm sure there's plenty of hilarious mishaps still to come. Look, there's a bridge coming up. Maybe we'll have to answer some riddle set by a mystical bridge troll. That'll waste a bit of time. Oh, look, there's a troll there. Hulk, here goes that. Why is he wearing such elaborate prosthetic makeup? This was meant to be on television. It looks really expensive. It was, Nick. It was. Who goes there? We are Nick and Joe of Sheffield, Earth. Have you got any idea on you? Um, yeah, there you go. Thanks. Ah, um, I haven't got any on me. Is that going to be a problem?
1: That's fine, mate. Go ahead.
3: Oh, um, okay. Uh, are you not going to get us to answer any riddles? No. Oh. right, um... Bye then. Take care, guys. Hmm. That was a lot easier than I expected. Joe! So where are we? Uh, Joe! Look, let's go over to that building that says BBC Television Centre and ask for directions. No, 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 Joe. Joe, don't you see? Oh, yes! I see! (laughs) It's all Bran. Literally. No, Joe. I mean, yes, yes, it is all brand. but no, I mean, look, there it is! We're here! Oh, of course, the BBC BBCCCC. After all this time, ten long, long years of walking. Just think the comedy geniuses that have walked these hallowed corridors. Dave Benson Phillips, um, other ones, er, uh, Chuckle Brothers? Yeah, the Chuckle Brothers. And now, Joe Lister Streep. And you Nick, obviously. This is it. This is it. But you know what? There's always gonna be another mountain. I'm always gonna wanna make it move. Always gonna be an uphill battle. Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose. It ain't about how fast I get there. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side. F you. I won't do what you tell me. It's the climb. Right, come on, let's go. How, wait, how are we going to get in? There's a security guard. Just play it cool, Nick. Play it cool. Good afternoon.
0: Yeah, can I help you?
3: Um, yeah, I was just wondering whether... Ah! <coughs> <coughs> Hold him down, Nick! Hold him down! Right, get his uniform. See? Dressed in this uniform, we can go anywhere we like. And you were right, Joe. We can both fit in it. Now, where are we? Let's see. First floor. um, Oh, oh, here we are. Head of comedy. Oh, no, wait. That's for BBC Three. Um, Aha! Head of proper comedy. Here we go. Just down this corridor, Nick. Maybe we should have taken the uniform off the guard before we got in it. Nah. He's dead. Here we are. Damn, it's locked. What are we going to do now? There's only one thing for it, Nick. Ventilation shafts. I don't think this is the ventilation shaft. I think we're in the sewage pipes. I must have taken the wrong turning a while back. Like, at the very beginning. Look, we're nearly there. Just keep your head above the water. I can't swim. Uh Uh-oh. Look out. Another wave. (laughs) (laughs) to do is put our script in the tray marked this is definitely going to go on the television. Here we go. Pass it me. What? The script. What script? Our script. You've got it. No, I haven't. I put it in the bag. What bag? Your bag. But I set fire to my bag. When? When we burnt everything that we had to keep warm during that atrocious winter. I said set fire to the empty bag. I thought that was the empty bag. (gasps) What's that? Oh no! Someone's coming in! Quick! Hide!
0: Can I help you? Yes, you two. Trying to hide my notebook.
3: Uh, Hello, Mr. Head of Comedy, sir.
0: I'm a woman! What on earth are you doing in my office?
3: Um, yeah, I was just wondering whether. Hey, um, she stopped breathing. Shall we call it a day? Yeah. Let's go home, Joe. Let's go home. Ooh, look, I've found the key to this room. <sighs> oh, good home, sweet home. Sure is good to be back. <sighs> I can't wait to get in the shower and wash all this hardened sewage out of my mouth. Yeah. Where's our house? I'm pretty sure it used to be where that pile of smoky and, ash and timber is. Titch?
1: <coughs> Welcome back, sirs!
3: Um, Titch? Where's the house gone? Titch?
1: Want to know the worst part? I forgot to feed the fish. <laughs>
3: oh, Titch. You literally are a character. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm gonna stab you for this, but... (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, did you say Valerie was dead?
0: And so, as Nick and Joe's dreams of stardom finally come to an end, so must my story.
2: Ironically, that story was easier for me to understand than any of the others. Even a bit where you broke the fourth wall and inserted yourself into the narrative. I can't wait for the next adventure.
0: I'm afraid that was my very last adventure. Nick and Joe never did make their sitcom. And both died the very next day. Although they might return for a Christmas special.
2: Oh. Well, I'd better go home now. My mummy and daddy will be wondering where I am. Thank you, Master Merling.
0: No, no. Thank you. What for? For listening. A storyteller without an audience is nothing. Except I am, of course, a powerful sorcerer as well. Go on, little girl. Off you go. Farewell.
2: Goodbye. Oh... There's just one little thing.
0: Yes, my dear.
2: Right. First off, Nick and Joe are interchangeable. And I still don't know which one's which. Oh. You had about a million characters who came from nowhere and never came back.
1: Well, it's all
2: just obscure and dated pop culture references instead of jokes.
1: Um, Valerie
2: was my favourite character and she just died out of nowhere for no reason. Well, There's no dramatic tension in any of the stories. What? That scene in Valerie's office could have been done in one minute, not seven. Ah. If the ghost died from being flushed away, why did he live in a toilet? Um, it's too... Long. You say, since the dawn of creation, man has been fascinated by stories every single time. I've got it imprinted in my brain forever now. Nick and Joe have murdered about 10 people with no consequences. I still don't know who Julia Milbank is. The time machine was a cop out, and it wasn't No matter how many times you said it. Was, it was not
1: the legend of Nick and Joe was written and performed by Nick Bowden and Joe Lister Street. With Simon Atherton as Merlin, Emma Smythe as Little Girl, Matt Risby as God, and Joe Beadle as Valerie. Additional voices were provided by Anton Belton, Larry Grayson, Kirsty MacDonald, Rob Miles, and me, Sarah Deary. The Legend of Nick and Joe is a Johnny Versal production for Cornucopia Radio. It was recorded by Peter Beeston at Sheffield Live, the Lantern Theatre, the Rutland Arms and the Montgomery Theatre. This work is created under a Creative Commons licence. For more information, visit cornucopia-radio.co.uk slash Nick and Joe. Or Joe and Nick.
3: Cornucopia Radio is so much more than just this single podcast. We also have our amazing website, numerous other podcast shows which you can subscribe to, our own internet radio station, and an ebook available via Amazon. You know you want to find out more. Don't lie to yourself. So head over to cornucopia-radio.co.uk and discover what you're missing.
0: Hey everyone, it's Mark from Leap Audio. I'm here to tell you about something really exciting. July 24 through 26 of 2020, Halifax, Nova Scotia. We are gathering together in the world's first international modern audio drama convention and family reunion. Inspired in part by the living, loving memory of our dear friend Bill Hallwayke, We're bringing together writers, producers, actors, and our fans for workshops, seminars, and even live performances. So join us, won't you? Go to madcon.com. That's www.mad-con.com for more information. I hope to see you in Halifax in 2020.